We're live, guys. Hi, this is Will and Donna. Say hi, Donna. Hi. Uh, this is Death Diner, and uh, we're here today to talk about uh, a new beginnings. It is our first episode of 2019, and Donna and I thought it would be wonderful to talk about new beginnings, new chapters, what they mean, how exciting they are, but how it's a double-edged sword, Mm -hmm. um, and how moving into new chapters means closing the ones before, and how we can experience some difficult emotions as we close new chapters to write new ones. Yes, it's almost bittersweet, I think, sometimes when we're starting a new chapter, even though we're excited about it, because we're thinking about where we've been and what those experiences were. If it's we're having a new chapter because someone in our life has passed, we might want to stay in the old chapter and not want to close it because it's maybe a sense of finality. And in other ways, there's also some excitement of maybe getting to do something different for a change that maybe we didn't have that opportunity beforehand. And now we do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we were caregiving and there was a lot of, a lot of time spent, even though we loved it, but now we have an opportunity to spend our time doing other things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's part of the double-edged sword. Um, especially with, Grief and loss and, and caregiving in particular, uh, finding that that purpose that, that moves you into the new chapter. And um, there's a certain comfort in, in the status quo. And when a person leaves your life and yeah. you're grieving their, their loss, um, but also your role in their life as a caregiver or whatever it is, um, you're forced to change. Yeah. And as human beings it's very difficult to want to be forced to change. We often go into it begrudgingly um, and can, can go kind of stomping our feet. Um, But life kind of throws situations at us that um, we have to handle and it's not up to us to, to control it. Um, And it's about our reaction. Mm -hmm. And um, I know with me speaking from personal experience, um, my brother just joined our team at work, and he is extremely bright and extremely capable, um, which I love. But it's also nerve-wracking because um, with a new team member as intelligent as capable as he is, you know, I can feel my my role on the team or what's expected of me changing, and by changing, I mean growing. Yeah. More responsibility, um, more things to do, more management opportunities. And while that's all very exciting, and from an objective point of view, I'm excited about it. In the back of my mind, there is part of me that's saying, oh, man, you know, it was really nice, you know, being in, getting it. I had a groove. Yeah. You know, I was in a groove. You had your, you had your routine. I had my routine and that routine is nice and it's, and it's comfortable. Um, it's difficult to accept that that's not what mm-hmm. I should be doing in the future and things do change. Um, and that's a soft example of, of non-physical loss, 
grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I'm going through right yes. now in my new beginning in 2019. And all of this kind of happened to, to come and start and commence at the start of a new year, um, kind of just by happenstance. Um, so I have a unique perspective about that starting 2019. So while I'm excited about all the things to come, um, and I have a plan to, to kind of make things happen, you know, it's still nerve wracking to, to kind of go through it. And as it gets, as you're transitioning, it's, there's, there's tension and friction internally, um, and dealing with that and coming to terms with, uh, the best way to come out of it, move forward and Mm -hmm. and be decisive. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that's, that's how I, uh, like to deal with it is to, to come to a conclusion, be decisive about it and kind of move on. But it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. And it comes down to choices and, you know, we can decide to make those choices. And even if we don't make that decision, it's still a choice to make no decision. It's a choice too. And I think I have to remind myself of that because I know for, for many of us, even if we've experienced the loss in 2018, 2019 is like a trigger of, Oh, this is when I usually sat down and we made vacation plans for the year. We made, Mm. um, you know, goals that we wanted to accomplish in this year. And now I'm faced with making those on my own. So it's another reminder of what's going on. And that can be really hard. And at the same time, new beginnings for me is an opportunity to take a look at what is it that I want to experience. Um, I think it's Brad Paisley has a quote that says there's um, tomorrow's the first day of 365 days of change that you have or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's a reminder of us that we have 365 opportunities to do something different. And we don't want to because human nature doesn't like change. No. And at the same time, even if we're excited for the change, there's still the feeling of saying goodbye to what used to be. And how do we cope with that? Uh, For many of us, we have friends or family that are there for us. I know for me, um, when I finished ministerial school many years ago, my mentor had cautioned me that I would experience the grief response. And I didn't understand that until I had graduated and realized I had worked so hard and had a dream and it was fulfilled. I'd completed it. And now I was left with what's next. And even though I completed a goal, I was still in that place of sadness of, wow, that's over and done with all those years of planning and doing the work and, and doing everything I needed to do that now it's like, what do I do with my time? And what is next now that I have this, this piece of paper and this opportunity to step into something new, what do I do with that? And it took some time to figure that out, but I gave myself the time to figure it out. Mm. And I think sometimes we forget that we have that time and it can feel um, like I had to figure it out yesterday instead of just sitting in the place of figuring it out. If that makes sense. So I, when experiencing that type of grief and answer from the perspective Mm -hmm. of leaving ministerial school, Mm -hmm. What emotions were you feeling? Was it sadness, anxiousness, combination? All of the above. Sadness, anxiousness, a little bit of fear, and excitement. And what I realized was if I used, changed my word from nervous to excitement, it was the same energy, but it gave me a different feeling. 
And one of my Deep friends, because I used to, I used to talk about the butterflies in my tummy, mm-hmm. and she said, "Okay, it's now time to tell those butterflies to get into formation. You're about to fly." And so now I use that when I'm really nervous. I try and change my wording to excited, and tell my butterflies to get into formation, and it changes my mindset. And then I'm able to do what I need to do. But it, it takes me reminding myself of what I was told earlier many years ago. It, so I'm going to give you kudos because that sounds to me like you have ultimate control of your mind. Mm-hmm. So you feel you, you felt the emotions yeah, and they first felt like nervousness yes. and anxiousness. Yes. But really that was a raw, energy Uh reaction to the situation. Yeah. And you decided, you you Mm -hmm. decided, Mm -hmm. and that's a choice. That's a choice. You decided that this energy wasn't serving you Mm -hmm. in a ball of nervousness. Yes. So you changed your mind and decided to use it to excite you. Yes. And using the same energy. Using the same same energy. I just reframed it in my mind with help of people giving me those suggestions. And I made the choice to pick them up and take them. So I can hand, someone can hand me a tool, but I have to pick it up to use it. And that was really a big help for me in realizing that I did have control over that. And I did have an opportunity to respond differently because I could have stayed in fear and done nothing. And, and, that would have been option number one. I chose option number two. What would you, would you have, what advice would you have for someone going through something similar who isn't aware of an option two like you? Um, to reach out to their friends, someone they trust to talk to about it, whether it's a friend, a professional, somebody to help them reframe that because when we are feeling stuck, let's say um, whether it's a physical loss or something like this with uh, you know one chapter ending because you have completed a program of study, we have that opportunity to reach out to those we trust to encourage us and find somebody that whether, like I said, a, a favorite author or a friend, a professional, somebody to help you in that direction. Cause sometimes that's what it takes. Cause if I'm in that place, I can't see the forest for the trees, Yeah. but I can have someone that can kind of plant the seed for me and then it grows root and it starts to blossom. And then now I just automatically go there because I've done the work, Yeah. but it took someone outside reminding me of that. It's real training. It's it really, real, is. it's real mindset training. And it's not, it's not, it becomes natural when trained yes. or retrained. Yes. But um, if not given the spark or the seed, mm-hmm. it it may never happen. It may never happen. Um, and I think a lot of people live their whole lives like that. Absolutely. Um, but I also think sometimes that's because it's the easier way. Yeah. And for whatever reason. And I think that new beginnings is scary for a lot of people because that means there's going to be effort and planning and action. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, move and do something different and make the decision to stay motivated. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a decision too. It's a decision too to stay motivated. And depending on how we're feeling about it, that can be difficult. Yeah. 
So that's why sometimes having a buddy, someone you can turn to for support or say, hey, let's go for a walk. Let's let's set a Saturday morning nature walk or whatever it is to get us up and moving so we don't stay play in one place because it's easy to do that. Um, I had one person once tell me that they had um, two choices. One was to crawl into the grave with a person they loved, metaphorically, yeah. or to pick themselves up and do something that they knew the person that they loved would be happy that they were doing. They chose that one, but it took them a long time to get there. Yeah. And it was like an aha moment of, oh, I have this option. I have this choice. I didn't realize it. Uh, and sometimes in the funeral homes, we start seeing it originally when they're yeah. coming in for arrangements and, and and getting that kind of help and assistance. And it can be a start right there is reminding them of what's to come Yeah, I, in their time. Yeah. You can't yeah. rush it. You can't rush it. Um, I, I, I have those rare moments at, at work and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for them. To, yeah. be, to have someone open up to ask me, like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. What am I? I don't know what else to do. Yeah. What do you, What would you do? Like my mm -hmm. my wife's gone. Like how do mm -hmm. I how do I do this? Yeah. And and it showed it showed me it shows me in those moments. Um, one, it's very humbling for me to be asked the question. Mm -hmm. It two, I always think, like, who who. Who else are you not asking? Uh -huh. You know, like I, you, you've known me for five days, so yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I've made a small impact in yeah. their life that they would ask me the question. Um, but I kind of, I always give the the same answer. Um, they, they, what gets them to that point? They've already talked to me about. Mm -hmm. It's like they've they've talked to me about the bifurcated relationships or mm -hmm. um, the great relationships mm -hmm. and. I always say like, uh, what did you do? What did you do before with, with, mm -hmm. uh, with, with that person or yep. without them? Do you, I know that you love doing those things or like mm -hmm. going to museums or going to shows with them. Do you still like shows? Do you, do you still like those mm -hmm. sorts of things? Yeah. I still, I still like going to museums and shows. It's like, okay, then when you're ready, don't be afraid to go do the things that you love doing before yeah. this person passed or before this event happened. Mm -hmm. They're still out there. They still exist. You're not banned from them. Right. The only person banning them from you from them is you. Is you. Yep. And they kind of sit back and breathe. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, all right. I'm still me. I'm still here. I still have choices. I can still make those choices. I have yep. the power to control my mind. Mm -hmm. to control my emotions and to get out in the world yeah. and write the next chapter. Absolutely. And I think sometimes when we're talking about the new beginnings, there's a difference between a forced new beginning, like a death mm -hmm. and a new beginning because something has come to a natural end. And for whatever our choices, whether it's a relationship ending a move, you know, you're moving to a new apartment, a new home, a new state, all of those can still bring up those feelings of loss. And it's, I can, I can hear it already. Well, they chose it because they got a job promotion. I didn't choose this because my loved one died. It's still down, comes to the same thing of choices and yeah. what you're going to do with it and how we move forward. Because I kind of look at it as that excitement 
to get to create something new, it's kind of putting me back in touch with my purpose yeah. or what it is I, I feel called to do while I'm here. Yeah. Um, and that can be really hard because that means I have to move. Mm-hmm. I not necessarily geographically, but physically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hard part. I think sometimes. It, yeah. And however, would, would you agree that when you move, when you mm-hmm. take the action, when you control your mm-hmm. mind to do that and you get back, if you create the habit mm-hmm. and you, it's a muscle you have to keep, you keep working it, it and it gets stronger yeah. and then you build, you build a head of steam. Yeah. And, and would you agree that when you do that, you, you refine your purpose? Yes. You get it. You build the head you, of steam. You build the head of steam. You, you build that muscle and, it's almost like the light bulbs start going on. You start figuring it out. And then when you give yourself the permission to engage with it, mm-hmm. I think that's really when life changes. And I think that's really when people would start feeling like, oh, wow, I can do this. Or, wow, I have the permission to do this. Yeah. You know, my new beginning is starting, but this other person isn't here with me. So is do I have the right to have that new beginning? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you can think about it as to what do you think that person would say to you right now? Do you think they'd ask you to, to stay on, you know, with your head under the covers, you know, 24 seven, come up for air yeah. once in a while, or would they say <laughs> it's okay to come out and start doing those things? Yeah. And, and I think giving ourselves that permission is really important yeah. to do that. I, I love, I love phrasing that those questions like that, turning it on the person and say if that person was yeah. here, like what would they say? And yeah. every time it's the same thing. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't want me to swallow. Yeah. When they would want me to go do what we love doing. They would want me to do go to back to work and yeah. continue my passion and fulfill my dreams and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It's like, okay. Okay. It doesn't mean you can't bring them along in your own mind. Yes. And in your own heart. And you should. You Absolutely. Should. And you should. Absolutely. You know, um, there's a song that I like and it talks about his father who had passed just before he died. He goes, you know, my leaky sea, my leaky ship finally came into to Harbor and my father wasn't here to see it. And yet in his mind, he could bring his father with him. And I'm sure he did, yeah. but it's that recognition of that opportunity to bring them along with you and, and share it in your own way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of, um, new beginnings and new chapters start with like charitable causes and volunteering your time, you know, in a particular area because you're doing it in memory or in honor of somebody or because they can't, you're, you're finishing that project. All of those things are new beginnings. New beginnings are all the time. And I think that's the hard part is, you know, to have someone to remind you of that when you're stuck. Yeah. And, it always goes back to the same thing. Like you said, yes, they would want me to. Then what's stopping you? If they are willing to, if you think they would encourage you, then let me tell me what's stopping you. What What is it that you are struggling with right now? And maybe there's something deeper in there. And they're using that as yeah. the excuse. Yep. What do you think? Okay. So in your rich experience, you, you've seen that before. Mm-hmm. And you've had to ask, like, you turn yeah. it back on them, what's stopping you? Mm-hmm. What answers do you get? Uh, I'm afraid. Mm. Um, what if I fail? Mm. 
what if I make the wrong choice? Mm-hmm. Can always make a different choice. Mm-hmm. You know, if plan A doesn't work out, plan B is there. Yeah. Um, you can do it differently next time. I think a lot of it is our fear of guilt. Um, they're not here. Is it okay if I laugh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so having someone else to give you the permission to feel what you're feeling, because I don't think we often understand or there's the feeling of, well, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I made this decision to move cross country. Why am I feeling this way? I have no right to. Yes, you do. This is a yeah. grief response. Yeah. Um, or other people share things like, um, I feel guilty that I'm alive and they're not. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. A you know, I'd give anything to trade places that isn't an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that in books and movies and TVs and, and things like that too, but we don't have that opportunity, that option. So how do we reframe this and look at it from a different light? Okay. And the habit is the key word because yeah. if we do something enough, we form a new habit. Yeah. We and, are, we repeatedly do, you know, and one of the things I was just reading a book actually on habits and they were talking about the power of visualization mm-hmm. that the more you practice and visualize when you're in that space, it's almost like that muscle you've already worked out. It just kicks in automatically. It, it triggers. If, if you do that, it, you peel the onion where that habit is at the subconscious mm-hmm. level. And when you have that at the subconscious level, it manifests itself in your conscious decision making. Exactly. And that is hard to get to. Absolutely. And and if you're not, if you're not at a place to learn how to do that or want to Mm -hmm. learn how to do that, it does not, it does not happen. It happens a lot. If you're open to a new beginning. Absolutely. And I think there's sometimes there's a, a, an awareness, like for example, the other day, this is a very, benign example, but I had gotten a ton of sleep and I was walking around the grocery store going, gosh, I'm so tired. And I'm like, that's just a habit. You're not tired. It's a habit to say you're tired. Yeah. And I had to go, Oh wait, you're right. I'm not tired, but it was my go-to yeah. self-talk. Cause it was easy. Cause it was easy. Was like, oh, I'm tired. I don't and have I'm to like, do this. Then. I don't I'm do like, this then. Yeah. wait a minute. You just finally got a good night's sleep and you, you're not, but it was a habit. I, and I think for many of us, that is the habit. Or we think, oh, it's a new, it's the anniversary of something. I'm supposed to be upset. Maybe it's become That's an ingrained. In, I don't know. I'm just thinking about that. Well, well I, I kind of see it as like if you're if you're striving to do something and you're mm-hmm. motivated to do something, yeah. and then you have that any type of pillar of doubt. Mm-hmm. That pillar of doubt, if it's if it's strong enough, you might just go to your default. I'm tired. Exactly. And then and then it's like I don't have to hold myself accountable to nope. reaching that. I'm tired. Or going out. No. Or doing that thing. Mm-mm. Because I've let go of the accountability and mm-hmm. re- reverted back to my habit. Yeah. Uh, I think some for some people it's the same habit of I do this every January, I do this every Saturday, I do this instead of going, I can change it up. I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a choice. It's even though our topic is new beginnings, it seems to be going right back to choices. Choices, yeah. <laughs> and what is it that we're going to make choices to do, and and in what direction? Because that's it's it's all about mind control and the power mm-hmm. to do that. And I I mm-hmm. see you have to be 
I've, I, in my experience, I've only made big changes to my, I wouldn't say personality. I would say disposition. Okay. Change my disposition um, for the positive Mm -hmm. when I guess it's not rock bottom, but like I just got so fed up with, with the habit. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's what they say with a lot of addict behavior. Uh-huh. You have to hit rock you have bottom, to have to, hit to, rock s- bottom. to seek help or yeah. to, to change the habit, to yeah. change the mindset. And to a lesser degree, this is, this is along the same vein. Absolutely. You know, we, ha- we have to make that decision to um, make those different changes. And, and sometimes, like you said, we get fed up. I get tired of it or, or it's an awareness. I catch it or someone else points it out in your face where you're like, Oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. So now I have to decide to do it differently if I want to. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, you said something else I wanted to piggyback on. Um, and it was about um, for the positive, making choices for the positive. Sometimes we make choices for the negative. Yeah. And we don't realize we're doing it. And it takes someone else to maybe point out some of the negative coping skills we're using that are taking us down a rabbit hole. We may not want to eventually go down or definitely don't want to have to crawl out of. Absolutely. So the new beginnings aren't always for the positive. We're focusing on the positive, but sometimes they take us this other place and then we have to shift, you know, if we choose to switch gears and go a different direction. And, And I would say that I think deep down, if you make that decision mm-hmm. and Ne- negative decisions yeah. will lead to more negative decisions mm-hmm. more and more and they compound. Yep. Um, it's self-destructive it's behavior. It's self-destructive behavior. behavior and sometimes self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. Because I'm really afraid of accomplishing this, so I'm going to do this so it doesn't happen, but we don't realize we're doing it. Nope, you don't. You don't. And I know sometimes I've had to make changes in my behavior because I just realized one day I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like who I was in that moment. And I realized I had a choice to make it a different choice, but then I had to make a conscious choice and pay attention to catch myself every time, every time until I created the habit of this other response. Yep. I think, I think I see, I think I see the negative as much as I see the positive Mm -hmm. in people, in my own personal Mm -hmm. dealings, my friend's personal Mm -hmm. dealings and at work. Um, I think it's kind of a zero zero sum game. A lot. Yeah. I, I hope it edges out in the positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've certainly tried in my experience with myself to keep positive and to yes. stay positive and to build those habits. Yes. And it's actually worked and made my life a lot better. Absolutely. Um, but to, to kind of go and delve into the negative, mm-hmm. when I'm around it, it, it's hard for me to experience when someone's being extremely, extremely negative mm-hmm. and, and, and establishes self-defeating yeah. behavior yeah. and sabotage themselves. Um, what I also find is that when confronted about their behavior, mm-hmm. um, met with stubbornness, met with anger, um, possibly violence, mm-hmm. but mostly the first two, and... I kind of now think that that's a subconscious acknowledgement that they know that I'm right about Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
now kind of with that experience, making sure that I confront them in a setting that's agreeable. Yeah. Um, that I feel like I can have the most chance to make some sort of impact. Exactly. Um, to, to get them to understand that I'm not criticizing them. Mm-hmm. I'm. You care about them. I'm worried and I care. Yeah. And like, I, I know that you have, that they have the intellectual, intellectual capability and emotional capability to make better decisions. Absolutely. And they should make better decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's the seed. That's the seed. That's you're, the, you're planting that seed that you're, it's almost like you're holding up a mirror for them to see who they could be. Mm-hmm. Who they are, they just can't see it. So mm-hmm. for them, it's who they could be, even though you know that's who they are. They're just not, the appearance isn't there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a saying that says, if you argue it long enough for your limitations, they're yours. And uh, I think sometimes in, in fear and doubt, we do that. I know I've done that. Oh, yeah. I, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. no, there's no way I could possibly do that. And I list 12 reasons why. You're so willing to put obstacles uh-huh. in your own way. And all of a sudden I'm like. Just default. Yeah. Yeah. You just default to it. You know, I think there's also a saying that says just because you put a ladder up against the wrong wall doesn't mean you have to leave it there and keep climbing. You can move the ladder to a different wall. Yeah. And, (laughs) and sometimes that's the new beginning when you move the ladder and you realize, okay, I've been working this hard for here and it's not working. What if I were to move it over here and start something different? There's a closing of a chapter because you, you know, metaphorically move the ladder, but at the same time, there's choice in all of that, and there's a heck of a lot of fear, but there's also an, an anticipation of what's next. Yeah. If you get deep down into it, I think, and that causes fear too of like, oh no, am I capable of this? I think you are. Yeah. Baby steps. Sometimes it's baby steps, and and realizing you don't have to do it all yesterday or tomorrow it can be an ongoing process. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing about grief is it's a Elizabeth Kubler-Ross taught us that the grief uh, response is a process, not a one-time event. So it's the same thing as when we are starting something new that it's going to take a while for us to get our our bearings, to get our our feet on solid ground again. And I know we can do it. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the reason we're starting a new beginning, we have that within us to have that possibility to do that. We may not like option B or option M, whatever, wherever we're at. And we still have the, the opportunity to make it work. Yeah. But we, again, it's that habit and that choice. And I think if, I think it's important to note for everyone who's listening to understand that we're talking a lot about the individual mm-hmm. and we've touched on like that one friend or family member yeah. that plants that seed. Um, but that's not necessarily the case always. Right. You're right. There, there are, there are, there can be a thousand, uh, uh, 10 little small seeds from 10 people that you, that they care about you, mm-hmm. um, that they can all aggregate, you know, you know, like yeah. I really trust Donna yeah. and her opinion mm-hmm. and she's saying something like this mm-hmm. and I really trust Janet. Mm-hmm. I love her mm-hmm. and she loves me and mm-hmm. I know that she's coming from a good place right. and you know, Drew, he's saying similar stuff to yeah. me and like, okay, A, B, C opinions, mm-hmm. they're all kind of matching. Maybe they're, maybe they're on to something. Yeah, maybe I should listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And there's sometimes where we don't have friends or family for whatever the reason is. And it can feel like now I'm alone. Yeah. And how do I start this chapter alone? Because yes, we're talking about individuals who have some type of friends or family or support available, but how about the person who doesn't, how do they pick themselves up and go? And I'm hopefully they're listening too to realize there is something out there. Maybe for them, it's sitting in a library and finding a book that speaks to them or um, a magazine article or something or a stranger making a comment could be anything because um, mm-hmm. I know for the, for those people, it can feel really, really hard to have a new beginning because this one isn't feeling so hot. Cause at least I had people in the other one. Yep. And yep. even though there may not be my community anymore for whatever reason, how do I start fresh when I'm by myself? That's when it can feel overwhelming. That, that is, and I, I see, I see that on a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, it's yeah. hard for me to, that, that to resonate with me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have a really good support system. I'm yeah. very lucky in that yes. way. But in my work, I see a lot of people who are alone. Yeah. You know? Um, and on average, mm-hmm. I would say that it's a little bit, it's more difficult for them to handle, yeah. especially physical loss. Yes. Um, I only can extrapolate from that that mm-hmm. any other drastic changes or unforeseen changes in their life, they're met with a stubborn or stubborn attitude yeah. from from that person. Maybe not always, and I certainly mm-hmm. could be wrong, and yeah. you know all of that. But just from what I see in those moments from that person, um, and I always think that that's where I come in as a count, like counselor, yeah, as a counselor, and people end up confiding in me yeah. a lot of the time. I'm just the person who's there to listen. And they're like, I haven't had one of those in a long time. No. And all this stuff comes out. Yeah. And in in an hour-long meeting, I know more about this person than than probably their coworkers who've worked with them for 10 years now. Exactly. Because you created that safe space and they needed to share and you listened. Yeah. We have two ears. Listen, yeah. You listened. One mouth. Exactly. <laughs> reason for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, it can be difficult and it can be hard and it can be so exciting that we, we feel guilty for being so excited. Yeah. I, I don't, ex- I don't accept the answer. Like I, I will say, well, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And they respond, well, yeah, I am. Like, what do you know? It's like, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. That's your choice to be alone and to curl up in your bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to do that. And I'll be firm with those people. You have you have to be like I just you have to be. I, d- I don't want you to think that you're right because mm-hmm. I don't believe that you're right. You can think that that's your opinion. That's fine. You can act on that opinion. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But let I'll let you know that I don't believe that you're right, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you you can make another choice. And I and I believe that that choice will make you feel better. Exactly. If you embraced it. Mm-hmm. I will fully acknowledge that it is hard to embrace. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but in the long run, I think you should trust that. I agree. And that's the hard part. I think is being firm. Sometimes we don't, we're afraid we're going to hurt somebody's feelings if we're firm. Or if we say, you know what? I've listened to the same story for a year. 
let's let's look at something different now. Let's close that chapter and have a new beginning. And it can be really hard to be firm with that person and, and like show the mirror back to them because maybe they don't realize they've been, a, you know, it's I've done that in my wheel. Yeah, I've yeah. done that in my own life and I've been blessed to have people saying, "Okay, I've heard the story numerous times. Time to change the tape." Yeah. And and I'm like, "Okay, was that a habit? Like I'm tired after I've had 8 hours of sleep or is it something else?" Yeah. And that's the hard part. And that's where you know who your real friends who your real yeah. friends are. Yeah, you do. They're going to be the ones who are like, "Hey man, what you're saying is total BS." Mhm. And yeah. you got to you got to quit it. Yeah. It's the same junk. Yeah. It's the same thing, same story, different day. And for you, it's the same story, same day. Yeah. You know, I, and that's the hard part of realizing we have to, again, the word choice comes up of get off the hamster wheel. Yeah. Let's get out of the habit, the routine of this and start something new. Yeah. Even if it's getting up an extra five minutes early to do some reading. Yeah. Or to listen to some music or watch something on TV. I don't know, whatever it is um, for you or to stretch or to actually eat breakfast. Yeah. Start, yeah. With, start with something small yeah. and attainable and go from there. And go from there. Starts the groundwork. Yeah. You know, don't expect to, you know, change everything overnight. Start something. And as you start doing things small and you start seeing the side effects, the things that are showing up that you like gives you the courage and the encouragement and the confidence to keep going into bigger and bigger things. And before you know it, you've got lots of little chapters, but you've got a whole book. Yeah. And you've, you've, you've amassed huh? a lot of momentum. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, if someone had told me when I was 18 that I was going to be a minister, I'd went, uh-uh. But as <laughs> I did all of the work over time, all of a sudden that goal became attainable. Mm -hmm. And clear. And clear. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, you know, my goal wasn't ministry in the beginning. I had a totally different life plan for me. And if someone had told me all of this stuff, I'd went, uh-uh. I'm going crawling under the covers and pulling that sheet over my head. <laughs> but... Things were done incrementally, and I had support so that as each chapter ended and a new one started, it didn't feel so overwhelming because it happened slowly. Yeah. You know, and that's the part that I think we forget with new beginnings that it can be slow. You know, yeah. I bet you those gold medalists in the Olympics never thought they'd get there. And it was getting up early and going swimming and diving and practicing and being coached and doing all these things that before they knew it, they were at least in the ballpark of trying out for the Olympics, you yeah. know, and it, it takes the courage to keep saying yes, even yeah. when you're scared or even when you're tired, yeah. you know, that's the, that's the part that I think is so important with new beginnings and changing and choices is start off slow and small and build, build your foundation. If you have that, if you so, have that strong foundation, and you keep building on it, you get the confidence to keep going. And I do think that's part of it is we don't have the confidence True. with the new beginnings. Set yourself up for success. Huh? You know, like I'm not going to go tomorrow and say I'm going to run 12 miles, and, you know, do all this stuff yeah. and work 12 hours. It's like, I don't, I don't want to end my day feeling tired and be like, Oh, I said I would run 12 miles and now I didn't. And now I'm a, now, uh -huh. I'm, now I'm a failure. Yep. Now I can't achieve my goals 
and I'm going back under my covers because exactly. I know exactly that I'm the exact failure that I knew that I was when I started planning yep. yesterday. Exactly. Give yourself the time and the space. That's the gift. And look, hopefully you have someone in your life that will mind you. You know, that's kind of a big chunk. Why don't we start off here? Yeah. And work from there. Or maybe I didn't tell someone my goal and I come and I'm talking to a friend and I'm like, you know, I failed at that. And then I share and like, well, how about instead of climbing Mount Rushmore, let's start with a five minute walk down the street. Cause you haven't yeah. walked in a long time Yeah. and, and go from there. And you know what? You won't want to hear that. No, you won't want to hear that. No. Cause you're like, no, I got, I, I got to do it. it. I'm right. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. You're wrong. You're a silly person. But then <laughs> if, if Janet says it and Drew says it, all of a sudden yeah. you're like, Oh, maybe, maybe it is something I should think about. <laughs> yep. That's where your support system, your friends, your family come in. Yeah. And sometimes it's a stranger, like a new coach. Yeah. True. Who might say, you know, you're looking at this, you know, let's look at it this way. What do you think? And then you still have a choice to do that or not. But sometimes it takes even an outside person who's got a neutral. That's where you yeah. come in as the counselor because yeah. you're neutral. You, They don't know you. They met you five days ago. Yeah. And you don't have, you know, any. Skin in the game. There you go. I don't have any skin um, in the game. I'm know, just going to so give you my honest opinion because. Yeah. You see it in two days, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. and that might plant the seed for them to go, Oh, I should think about this because this person didn't really know me, but they've said the same thing. Three of my yeah. friends did. Yeah. Huh. yeah. But when my friends said it, they were just jerks and I don't yeah. like that, but yeah, I like the way this guy said it. It's the same thing. <laughs> the same <laughs> thing. Exactly. You just gotta get the, you just gotta get the message. You got it. When the message is heard, it's like, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time and it's a scary time. Yeah. And, and, and acknowledge and both. Acknowledge both. And both are going to happen at the same time. Yep. And it's your attitude that mm -hmm. dictates how you handle moving forward with those goals exactly. in the new beginning. Exactly. Which one are you going to feed? Are you going to be more excited or are you going to be more scared? Yep. And it's about your attitude. It's about your attitude. I love it. I think it's awesome.